0: Common sense media activated.
1: Live from the 210, it's the wave of the future show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Wave of the Few Shore, aka WFS, where the head meets the heart. I wanted to welcome y'all to this episode, episode 18, which we're going to title Beneath the Surface. We're going to get into the Ocean Gate incident, but before that I wanted to wish y'all from the bottom of my heart a happy Juneteenth. Appreciate that brother, happy belated Juneteenth.
0: Happy belated Juneteenth to my brethren out there. In here all around, and sister, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we all brothers and sisters. So, um, yeah.
1: Before we get into the show, do we want to tell the people what Juneteenth is?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, we all gotta, well, not all of us, but you know, a lot of people were off on uh, this past Monday, so might as well let them know why, right? Uh, so yeah. it was uh. January 1st, 19, 1863, excuse me, where uh, Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation went into effect, essentially, you know, freeing the slaves within the uh, the country. And it was June 19th, 1865, where uh, General uh, Gordon Granger rode down into Galveston, Texas, you know, got to represent for the Texans, uh, but rode in there and finally freed, uh, I think it was about 250,000 slaves that I saw uh, that were active in Texas at the time that just had no idea that they were free. Of course, you know, it's no internet or anything, so it's, nothing happens <laughs> right. immediately, but two and a half years, it's, you know, they there were people just not spreading that information for obvious reasons. That's when we truly completely became free in this nation. So,
1: yeah. And uh, also Texas in 1979 became the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. And on June 2021, Biden signed it in the Congress and or approved, you know, Congress passed the legislation, the legislation and Biden approved it and it made it a federal holiday. So long overdue. That's awesome. And for those of you looking at the video in post here, you'll see a little bit of a color scheme going on with our backgrounds. We got the
2: red, the black. And the green, yeah, we got color coordinated for this one for y'all. Oh, yeah,
0: we had to coordinate. Yeah. That's right,
2: <laughs> got to coordinate. So <laughs> yeah, dude, a, go ahead, man. It's a beautiful thing, y'all. Like it's 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 been a long time coming. Yep, and uh, I just hope it reaches to a greater populace and kind of highlights the importance of this day for y'all. You know, Absolutely, don't forget about man.
0: the past, learn from it. Yeah, that's That's right that's what we can respect it that's right right? that's the name of the game maybe but you know from one thing that happened in texas to uh a grand nether that happened in texas a big thing about i don't know seven foot five maybe 220 (laughs) pounds something big (laughs) happened (laughs) filling those north star Marl boots
1: yeah i don't i don't know what you're talking about is that like uh is that like Pennywise, what happened?
0: <laughs> the day has finally happened and passed. The Wimby Day, Happy Wimby Day to all my fellow San Antonians out there. It's been a long four yes, years. Sir. It's been a long four yes, years. Yes,
2: Texas holiday. Yeah, people treated it like a holiday. Everybody came into that day at work just uh, real quiet, real
0: hungover. Yeah, yeah man. It was in the middle of the week. Yeah, you know, nice little Thursday night. The city was super happy. Yeah, I don't know if you ever really need a reason to start drinking at seven o'clock or whatever, but I noticed there were some people that were ready for that one. Seven o'clock, as soon as that draft turned on, boy.
1: I almost yeah. missed it, man. I got, I, I like, uh, I was wor- working on something. I was outside, I think, and I ran in the house. I was like, oh, oh, oh my god! It was like seven o five. Fired up the the last week of direct TV stream. Cause I canceled it. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, still got plenty of time. And then plenty I caught him. They had already made the announcement, but I saw him walking and I was like, it's officially here. It has begun. So yeah, buddy. So what, let's tell the people actually what happened. Spurs got the number one draft pick in the, in the draft. We talked about that a couple episodes ago that they were going to have, that they, that they had won it. But they made it official. They put a ring on it, so to speak. And uh they drafted French talent, 19 year old, seven foot five, Victor Wimbenyama from the uh the Metropolitans, I believe is the name of the team he played for. And they picked up another French guy, City Sassique. I think that's how you say his name, or Sesique? Yeah, I think so. And he's another good talent. He actually played alongside the the number three ended up being the number three pick. But people were saying if Wemby wasn't in this draft, that guy would have been the number one pick, Scoot Henderson. Um, He played on this, on the team with him on the G League Ignite. So Spurs bagged up a couple of, well, a great player and a real solid player. And the whole city's just like mad happy about it.
0: Culture's coming, you know, Uh, culture's coming together. And I don't think the culture was represented any uh, could be represented any better than that picture that Wimby posted Saturday evening.
1: Oh speaking oh. of the culture. Yeah, we
2: gotta we gotta talk about that. <laughs> so dude was pretty hype on uh getting his first breakfast tacos, right? Oh man, yeah, that's <laughs> right, what he said right. after
0: interview. What are you looking for the most? Breakfast tacos. And then on Instagram you see him getting that bag. i want to know where they came from on on twitter
1: there was a post nba draft dinner with some spurs legends and we'll we'll we'll, we'll work our way up in uh popularity and impact number 32 sean elliott former small forward and tv announcer for the spurs number 20 Mono ginobili shooting guard elite six man (laughs) the 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 best six man ever and a starter anywhere else in the league in his own right number fifty the admiral david robinson the center the first well not the first franchise player but you know freak freak talent can't can't disrespect george gervin like that and then my favorite basketball player of all time number twenty one tim duncan the best power forward of all time it's not even an argument it's a fact. Come at me, bro. Well, we'll see what happens because Wemby has the potential to even pass him up because he's technically a power forward. But in this picture, people have been going in on their outfit, <laughs> on some of these
2: outfits. <laughs> yeah, that's quintessential Spurs fashion. Right there we got, Yeah, man. We got, so there we got Timmy with my boots on, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like he just got off the truck. <laughs> yeah dude pulled up from blackjack just replaced his shirt real quick all right guys smelling like oil oh, actually man. bro it looks like he took the shirt on he had over it off <laughs> 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 it was a work shirt it yeah, was man, yeah. Hey, man, work they're, shirt. dude
0: they're down in san antonio it's hot bro it's hot yeah you, <laughs> you gotta get rid of another overshirt, man you can't do it you can't do it timmy with the boots on am looking like he just got off the kitchen line it was too hey, hot man yo, 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 the, so the grill was hot man
1: Hey, I'm looking at this picture, and, and here's where my brain's going, right? My brain's like, okay. So you look at that Sean Elliott. He's like the run, the manager of the restaurant. My man looks like he's got the Cole, the Cole Hans on, shirts tucked in, sleeves rolled up nicely. All right. And then we shoot over to his his head cook, head the, the chef, Tim Duncan. He's even got the little thing to cover his dreads. You see the dirty boots. <laughs> Maybe he took off his chef's coat before he took this pick. The number one server. Or bartender Manu over here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a
0: mixologist. Getting that Argentinian wine, exactly. Exactly. He's like, "Would
1: you like? Yeah, would you like a Malbec?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a Time Warner customer. (laughs) And then Sean Elliott rolled up. And then they took a picture with the dad and his son, Tim Duncan, or excuse me, (laughs) David Robinson's over there. Look. I know the re- I know the owner of the restaurant. He's in my buddies. Hey, I want to show my son a good time because Wimby's uh, got his little polo on and these green shorts. Man, like three dudes with Air Force ones. <laughs> I mean, what is, what is what's going on here?
2: <laughs> yeah, Sean looks like uh, anything. You guys need, just let me know. We'll, it. we'll it. He's got the prayer hands going. Like you guys, thank you guys for coming here. <laughs>
0: And Timmy's only in the picture because they're like I want to give my compliments to the chef so they made him right, come outside right. to take a picture. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even yeah. want to be. Yeah. He looked
2: a little annoyed. He was, he was just annoyed out there like, right. oh, I guess okay, hi. He's like taking off his chef thing. <laughs> hey guys. Did you like the fish?
1: I don't even want to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but Twitter has been going in on this, but I found something even more egregious in my God, opinion. Man. So let me uh, let me switch tabs here and get y'all going on this one. See you, see your thoughts on this, Grady Dick. I forgot <laughs> I f- <laughs> that name. Yes, that name. But look at this! Look, look at look at this man. He's got a new GD chain, but his jacket. He played for Kansas, so his jacket's supposed to be inspired by Dorothy. <laughs> Bro, I, yeah, he's, got the, he's got the red no bottom more. shoes on he's got that sparkly I mean even
2: even the turtleneck he got a sequin turtleneck as Carr said before we fired this up yeah where do you get a sequin turtleneck and does it go all the way in the ridge like does he got a little oh my gosh dude uh, you know what though I'm not gonna be a hater guys
1: cause I gotta say it Michael Anthony Hall looks look good, man. This is this must be one of the outtakes <laughs> from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> man, I just whenever I see say. this video now, all I'm gonna hear is "Don't you forget about me."
0: I feel like they just put like a lot of glue and then just like opened up a thing of glitter and let it drop onto him. Had him shake it off yeah. and walk down the red carpet. Like what are you oh, doing? There, dude? Like my kid. And yeah, got that, up, he left back little sparkles, the and glitter shit, markers like. that I got. Oh, you know play. those those like. sequins were dropping all over the place, bro. Bro, yeah, had, dude. bro had glitter. You know, you, you you go to the a certain type of club and you come home with glitter. He was giving the glitter out, bro. <laughs> just, just for reference. This is what I'm talking about. Same glasses, about. dude. I mean,
1: look, dude, look. Oh, man. It's, it's uncanny. Hold on. Let me try to rewind. They're almost the same. I think he had the wayfarers, but I mean, they're still that square look. Come on, man. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'm thinking of him also in, uh, what's that movie I like? Weird Science. He ain't even got his license, Lisa.
2: (laughs) It was not that one, too. Either way, he made the most of it. Draft Day is very important for these dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's memorable. He's going to have that suit up in his closet for the rest of his life and just be like, that was my Draft Day. Just getting
0: glitter on everything. Uh, As that thing
1: wears out, he's just fine red all in the closet. Just shaking it out every now and then. Yeah. (laughs) Spe- speaking of shaking th- some things out, let's uh, let's shake out these shout-outs and our gratitude before we get rolling into the main topic, because it's a heavy hitter. It's a heavy hitter.
0: Uh, for me, uh, special week for me, a uh, gratitude to uh, my eldest daughter, just turned six, uh, had her birthday party uh, yesterday, and I just want to give her a shout-out because you know, something about those kids, man, they change you. Uh, I was... It's a young lad. She's the reason why things have changed for the better. I wouldn't be doing things I do if I didn't have That's her. Right. I love her. It's all of my heart. So happy birthday, baby. It's a beautiful
2: thing. Yeah, man. Congrats, dude. Happy, happy birthday, sure baby girl. A, yeah, I'm pretty sure you had a great time, man. Like, sounds like a beautiful thing to be a parent. Can't wait to get there. But I can
0: a little bit. Oh, expensive, dog. <laughs> I spent so much money yesterday. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I'll do it. Oh, they expensive. Like.
2: uh uh-huh. hmm yeah, bet. Mhm. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to uh shout out my brother helped him move into his beautiful new home. But this is a public service announcement. If you ask somebody to move, put things in boxes before they show up.
0: <laughs> oh, packing and moving are two different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was all together. Like yesterday
2: <laughs> was like me carrying many things during multiple trips. Like I had I had a full tank of gas. I do not have a full tank of gas anymore. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah! So number one
2: question: You need help packing or moving? Yeah, yeah. I probably should have. Uh, yeah. looked at the terms and conditions before signing up because he was. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you've been had. You help sir. Me? <laughs> yeah, I got I got I had. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it today. I got the I got the leave going. I'm all like oh leave. So that was a fun day. The I'm gonna relief. shout out for
1: another week. My my parents, uh, my my children just got back uh, late last week. Shout out to my folks for having them for three weeks and giving my wife and I some much needed quiet time in production. So this is it. It was nice. We didn't do as many things as we planned on doing. Typically when they go on vacation, we're like, okay, we gotta do this, 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 and that. But we took our time and just had a good time. Got some things done. Got something or didn't get other things done that we wanted, but we'll get it done. So all right. That's right. Ride. Now let's dive. Got a lot, yeah, we got man, a lot uh, to
2: unpack here, y'all. Let
1: me put on my scuba gear. Let me give, uh, let me send a message out to Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. <laughs> Car, you hit up Namor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the Marvel version of Aquaman. I
2: thought that was a Submariner, but. Yeah, yeah Namor the Submariner. That's Marvel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Enough Marvel. This, this is a our, real this is the real ocean drama that happened over the yeah. course of uh,
0: a week. This mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. This is uh this is something man it was a good little a bit so for those who don't know um Ocean Gate submersible uh the Titan has been was missing for a few days and has been found in in bits and pieces uh I guess our pieces of the submersible have been located and recovered uh from some folks or some area right near the Titanic which was their destination for the voyage so yep quick timeline um going back a, a couple of weeks here so the friday before they set off you know they go out there from uh Newfoundland Canada uh Hamish Harding and the uh what was the the CEOs uh oh uh, name? uh
1: Stockton. Stockton Stockton uh Rush
0: yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Uh, we're two of the prominent names. We'll get into the the folks here in just a moment and pay our due due respects. Uh, yep. But they were originally they get their Friday. They're supposed to go out Saturday. Uh, they don't get out that Saturday. Uh, they come out the next Sunday, uh, 4 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time over here. Uh, it's when they originally aimed to start their descent. Uh, starts a couple hours later, about eight AM. Gets into it, um, so and then two hours into that uh, that dive, they lose communication. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a two hour descent, so it's yep. up to four to six hours. I think what is it, two hours down, a little bit of time down there, and then two hours back up. Uh, so right when they were getting to are or, or anticipated to be getting to uh, the depths of the depths, uh, getting to the the end of their descent, they lose communication and. Uh, Coast Guard gets involved, uh, the uh, Canada's, uh, I guess, Coast Guard uh, also gets involved, searching for them. And finally, uh, what was it? What was it Thursday uh, is when they were supposed to run out of air, roughly. So what's that? That's uh, about four days. 96 hours. Forward. Yeah. 96 hours. Yeah. Uh, those yeah, four, four days, days. They're, they're down there searching for them, just kind of. Yeah, that's the only news that's breaking online is how much air they have left. Of course, big news. People are tweeting and Facebooking, doing what online people do with these kinds yes, of situations. Sir. But finally, uh, shortly after they were rumored to run out of air is when they f- started finding, uh, I guess it was the the bottom piece of the submersible and another piece uh, that was located near the Titanic in a field of debris. Uh, so the official word is it was an implosion of the submersible uh, with all who were on there assumed to have passed uh, due to said implosion. So a crazy little week and a crazy news timeline. If you were following this this week, just full of anticipation and not as much information as you would hope would come from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the time I'd heard about it, they were at like the 40 hour mark i saw like a quick headline on my apple news app and i was like what's going on over there and then i when i got back to it the next day
2: there's obviously less than that left so it's yeah, it was all yeah it's really tragic what happened but this was the talk of the town of the of the nation of the world for a little while like it still is Spent a lot of time around the water cooler this week, speculating. You yeah, know? and uh, it really is unfortunate what happened. Uh, this was experimental technology brought forth by Stockton Rush that got put into place a few times successfully, but this was the one time where you know things created a perfect storm where they had a catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That, that that that's crazy. You
1: know, <laughs> that was. That was what newer technology, right? They uh, I think they used some sort of carbon fiber
2: um yeah technology. Out, Out, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so they, they did a carbon fiber weave that was about five inches thick. Mm-hmm. They they had loomed that around like a cylinder, and mm-hmm. then they created that and then they bonded it with some sort of adhesive. And then they put a titanium ring around both sides with another form of adhesive, and then they put two end caps on top of that. So they created basically a really advanced, uh, like CO2 tank. Oh, you know, the structure, wow. The structure of a CO2 tank gets strengthened if you carbon fiber weave it. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the technology is like really fascinating. The only thing, like, I saw a lot of videos this week when I was trying to get my information on this. Um, shout out to 2 bit DaVinci. He's an engineer that runs a YouTube channel. He breaks down the whole system and everything, how it goes into place. And uh, basically stuff that has been used in deep submersibles has been tested with computer models because you can run the properties of an alloy like steel or aluminum, like through the model. And it can tell you kind of how it deforms under a certain amount of pressure and how much life it has with this one it's such a new concept to do that for a submersible it actually doesn't have any kind of model put in place for you to actually start testing with it. So oh, wow. there's different ways. Yeah. There's different ways to test this. You have to, you can either do a destruction test, which basically is, you know, you, you, you break that thing, not under those same conditions, but you put it under similar conditions on the surface and gotcha. you have to realize what the, what your tolerances are. But the crux of the whole thing is uh carbon fiber weaves are subject to something called delamination, which just sounds like, tragic when it's actually happening because I don't know if you guys know this, but carbon fiber doesn't break. It shatters like glass. Like it it just falls apart. Like once it reaches past its tensile strength, it will just shatter. And a lot of people are speculating that's what had happened because they found two pieces of the the end cap, like the whole cover on the back where you see like the fin of the actual submersible Mm -hmm. and you see a couple of other various pieces too. But this was something that they maybe... Had tested and figured out to go through a certain amount of dives, but because it's such a new technology, you can't actually rate it at a, at, at like a life rating because a lot of these steel submersibles and aluminum submersibles have a lifetime rating for X amount of dives. Yeah. This one this kind movie. of a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you can just, you can put steel through it a bunch of times, but you can't do it through every time. So the same principle applies here, but since it's so new and cutting edge, there wasn't really a model in place for that. So this, unfortunately serves as the model for how long those things should last. A lot of those deep, deep dive submersible units only rated for a certain amount of time. Wow. And three, three dives out of four that shows us this thing was uh, put through its paces quite a bit at times and came up successfully, but this was the time. This is the time where it didn't. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. We have a lot of, we lost a lot of people in multiple communities of business and enterprise and even exploration that lost their lives to this. We lost a young man as well. So Yeah. Um, We can talk a little bit about the crew. Yeah. Uh, So we kind of
1: know what's happening uh, or or what happened to those folks and what their status was in society. Um, Most of these people were, well, I guess say all of them were well-off individuals, but explorers. Um, When I had heard... And I, I I admit the first time that I had heard people say or them being characterized as explorers, I was like just because they tried they made they had money to build something like this and go to the Titanic, I was like to make them explorers. And then when, in doing research for this episode, I was like, oh, the, most of these guys are legit explorers and they've got some sort of background in travel of many kinds. For example, uh, Captain Hamish Harding. Okay, Captain Hamish Harding is a now he's he's probably the most uh, wealthy of them all but he's a billionaire, English billionaire and a pilot based out of the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. That's where like Dubai is for those who don't know. But um yeah, he was born in London, he spent his childhood in Hong Kong and he was inspired by the Apollo 11 landing. He said he watched the event on TV in 69 with his folks. So, then he went to the King's School And that's an independent school in Gloucester, which is in, like, southwest England. Um, He later on became, like I said, a pilot and the owner of Action Aviation. If you're not familiar with Action Aviation, Action Aviation specializes in aircraft, helicopters, and you, you may have heard of this company before. I'm not entirely sure, but Blue Origin. I'm being facetious, obviously. Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos' company. They they went to space. And this guy went to space. <laughs> he was part of Blue Origin. He went up. I believe that was the uh, NS-21 mission of June last year. So this man went beyond our planet and now went to the deep depths. Obviously, he didn't make it, but it's crazy to think that he went to space and came back successfully but couldn't survive going beneath the surface, which is just insane. But other a couple other notable things, well, one other notable thing is that he has he had been to the South Pole several times with notable pilot who went to the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, he survived by his wife and two sons guy was 58 years old. about as old as my, my mom and my dad, which is crazy. Uh, next guy, Shazada Dalwood, Pakistani businessman, philanthropist. He's, he's well-known for his philanthropy. He's the vice chairman of Dalwood Hercules Corporation uh, and part of the Dalwood group. That's a family-owned business that's been around for well over a century Um, He was the steward of Dawood Group's technology investments, which included IoT stuff. So IoT is Internet of Things. So all of your Internet-connected devices in your home, your smart bulbs, your whatever, your toasters. The reason why IPv6 uh, IPv6 is so important because you can have more and more devices connected to the Internet. We don't have to get into the technology talk, just using a reference there. He invested it in rion or rayon i'm not entirely sure it's r-e-o-n i'm assuming it's rion but they're they're a leading solar and storage solution so that's clean energy so um this guy when you think about his background he may not be an explorer to the extent that these folks are but he is he was invested in technology so that's that's really important because when you think about something like this, what they use to go down—that's that's new technology or or another form of technology. Uh, also, he's a trustee at the SETI Institute. That's a nonprofit research organization. Um, they focus on life and intelligence in the universe. Husband, father of uh, Eilis. Uh, he, he's survived by his wife Christine, his daughter Eilina, and his son who I'll name next, Suleiman, went with him, 19 years old, died on the ship as well, or in the submersible. He was a student at the University of Strathclyde, Glasgow, that's Scotland. He planned to work with his dad at Ingro, that's one of the companies that his father was involved with. He was an intern there, and the kid was remembered for being tall, because, I mean, when you look at the picture, he towers over his dad. Remember for being tall, carrying his Rubik's Cube, and he had a love of science fiction literature and volleyball. And our next guy, Paul P. H. Nargelé, I'm assuming because he's French, that's how you say it. My French listeners out there, feel free to tell me you're tell me I'm an idiot, and I said it wrong.
2: <laughs> but no, so no, sorry.
1: This cat was known as Mister Titanic. The dude's been there 37 times. He was he was a French diver. Uh, and then in the in the, in the was uh, in the French Navy for 22 years, retired as a commander. So the, this man knows the waters. In fact, he's the direct. He was the director of underwater research for the Experiential Media Group (EMG LLC), also known as EM Group and RMS Titanic Inc. So it makes sense that they would bring a guy like this in with them because of his past experience. Um, yeah, some of he's actually won. On some of those dives or one of the dives, they he supervised the recovery of like 5,000. Let me double check. Yeah, 5,000 artifacts. And that included the recovery of a big piece of a 20-ton section of the Titanic's hull, which is now on display in Vegas. Hmm. And then uh, during an interview in 2019 with the Irish Examiner, I thought this was uh and this is shout out to uh, the Guardian for this one. Um, or was it? us today i forgot one of those two where i, where I read this i actually lifted this one directly but uh discusses involvement with the titanic wreckage and whether he ever got scared traveling so far down in the ocean and his quote is if you are 11 meters or 11 kilometers down if something bad happens the result is the same when you're in a very deep when you're in very deep water you're dead before you realize that something is happening so it's just not a problem I think that's very telling and chilling at the same time that he actually said that 4 years ago, you know what I mean? And that ended up being what taken uh took his life. He was 77 years old, so he was the oldest member of the crew and last but not least, Stockton Rush, OceanGate CEO and co-founder. He was also he's also a he was also a member of the board of trustees at the OceanGate Foundation, which is a nonprofit that And from their website, aims to uh, catalyze emerging marine technology to further discoveries in marine science, history, and archaeology. So a little bit more about him. He became the youngest jet transport-related pilot in the world when he obtained his DC-8 type slash captain's rating at the uh, United Airlines Jet Training Institute in 81 at the age of 19. So the dude knew a little bit about flying, apparently. Um, he served as a DCA officer while studying mechanical and, and aerospace engineering at Princeton. Ah, oh, Princeton. <laughs> in a in a feature at a Princeton magazine or, or the website, they said this is a quote of his. Uh, he reported that every one of Ocean Gate's dives, um, that he went on. Excuse me, every one of Ocean Gate's dives. So every time they did something, he was a part of that. So while he yeah. was experiencing the air. He was experienced in the water. Um, he said, part of what we do is to get people to appreciate that most of human history is underwater. Atlantis. Um, <laughs> couldn't help it, guys. Um, but no, so another interesting thing that I saw is that his wife, Wendy Rush, she's also a director of comms at Ocean Gate, is the great-great-granddaughter of Isidore and Ida strauss who are two first-class passengers that died on a Titanic in 1912. That's crazy. So, to a degree, the Titanic is something personal, I would say, or was something personal to him, as is for his wife. That's something personal.
0: Yeah. Um, that, that, might, but yeah that might it spark the, you know, infatuation. In the right, right. And,
1: and, and because he's the CEO and this is his company, I want to dive a little bit more about, His his upbringing just just a tad, Uh, you know. He's the youngest of five children, uh, and was born in San Francisco. His his real name is Richard Stockton Rush, uh, the third. His dad was Richard Stockton Rush Jr., based out of Philly. His mom was was from San Francisco. Uh, His maternal uh, grandfather was Ralph K. Davies. Maternal grandmother Louise Davies. They were, they were philanthropist philanthropist excuse me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Philanthropists. There's a philanthropist. Um, but no, his, his, his grandmother actually has a symphony hall in San Francisco named after her. So he comes, all this to say, he comes from a prominent family. Also, his his, uh, his father was a descendant of two signers of the Declaration of Independence.
0: So that's pretty crazy. I feel like, Um, go ahead. I don't know. I just feel like those the way those bloodlines work when you look into powerful people is very, you know, continuous, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's real sectionalized. Yeah, it comes from a place and it stays from a place. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: The, The reason why I wanted to take the reins on really diving into who these people were. Like you can read the names and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, okay, this guy died, this guy yeah, you know, whatever, but I gotta tell you guys, and this is this is where I really want the meat and potatoes of our discussion to kind of focus on um I'm really disturbed by the way people have kind of been dismissive of these folks. I get it and and I'll admit. I think actually all three of us are not always the biggest fans of rich people, wealthy people. You know, we don't worship the ground that they walk on. They put their pants on or their in their shoes on the same way that we do. Some people love it, some people don't, right? But I have seen some comments, even in my own personal circles, from very close friends, some that I would say are considered like some of my. Best friends that's just been kind of like, well, you know, they're idiots. And they're, this is what happens when rich people go and spend money and do stupid shit. And I wanted to shed light and talk about these folks because they weren't just some rich dudes. Like, we're not, this isn't like Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or a Saudi prince saying, I want to go to the moon, or I want to go into the ocean. These were guys that have backgrounds in technology and exploration, aerospace, underwater technology. And again, with Mr. Dawood, he wasn't an explorer like the other guys were, but he's no stranger to technology and in the energy sector. He understands how that stuff works, and he was looking to be on the cutting edge of that technology, it was 250K to go down there. And people hear that number, and I think that automatically puts them off. Like, yeah, you spent 250K to die. <laughs> well, that's what you get for doing stupid things. I-, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because that, once again, that just really is rubbed me the wrong way. And I-, I-, I think that a lot of people forget these are people
2: that were loved. Yeah. Well, first I want to start off with the, the idea. I don't believe there are rich dummies, you know, like what you see on Instagram with kids and Lambos and all that, that's not wealth that like the real wealth is something where somebody throws their passion into it and they end up just wealthy at the end of it. These guys had skin in the game in any sector that they were in. And uh, to say that there was just like a folly on their part for just wasting money. I think it's oversimplifying these things because if this was more like a shallow kind of situation where like a celebrity was going under a submarine, it would have been more publicized before things actually happened than after. You know what I mean? We right. didn't know. We didn't care until stuff started going wrong. You know? And people weigh in with their opinions too. But these, like I said, these guys weren't rich dummies. They all had something going on. Even the kid, he, he had a promising future ahead of him. Yep. And uh, I think it's just a it's a perfect storm for the internet to, you know, crowd on there's, they made memes out of the control method that they used for their ship which was like a logitech controller. There's some stuff there that's questionable, but to oversimplify and say that it was born out of stupidity. I don't think that was the case. I think there was some oversight for sure. Sure. Um, But there's a, there's still people with reputations that went in with confidence to do this. It wasn't just some money play. It wasn't something, it wasn't a helicopter ride in Las Vegas. You know what Ryan? I mean? This was something else. This was, uh, you know, we had a guy who explored the Titanic for years and years and years. He was probably going to serve as like a factoid man, bit of a tour guide, you know? Yeah. That's and what I was going to say. Was that was-
0: The Frenchman been down there 37 yeah. times. Like, it's not like these were just people that didn't know what they were doing and just hey, let's get a tin can and see if we can make it to the Titanic. That's not what happened. Is that who these people yeah. were? Yeah. Um, yeah. They are very, like you said, on the cutting edge of this technology. And I think that if the Frenchman was down to get into that submersible and go down all the time that he's done it, then there, you know, there, a lot of things are going on about the safety of it and the construction of it. Again, it was cutting edge. But if he's going to do it, he's done it 37 times. He knows, I would think, you know, some things to look for. Right. You know, if there's cracks in the hole, he wouldn't jump in it and say, let's ride. Like, you know. So I think that's being over just publicized at this point, but it's, it's the online age, man. This is what they do. The internet That's is what we do. trolls. Nothing but trolls.
2: Yeah. I think if we all had the same opportunity, I mean, based on what we were up to at that point and we had the funds for it, it seemed like something accessible if you had that kind of pay, but you know, we'll never really know until we get the opportunity to kind of get the same opportunity, you know? It's just weird. It's unfortunate. Like it can happen with anything really. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, uh, the main pilot or no, was it the pilot or was it the CEO? One of them was quoted as to say, like, if you're going to, if you're going to worry about the danger, don't even get in a car today. So they had some strong personalities for sure. You know, they had some ideas about the way safety works and everything goes, but you know, there was, there wasn't, it wasn't a tin can going to the bottom of the ship. It was something that was invested. Right. You know? They, they felt, comfortable or confident
1: enough in the technology, although I've seen reports that, you know, there were concerns about the the submarine or submersible that they used. Um, yeah, One of the guys was uh, – actually, Richard Stockton – or sorry, Stockton Rush was the one that alleged, allegedly said, you know, it's baseless. It's a baseless claim. Chill out, basically. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll be okay, um you touched on something card that i thought I think is really important. you said that um these this if if they weren't if they were celebrities like well known celebrities, you would have heard about it up into it up into them going underneath, and man, that just resonated with me because think of like I'm gonna just take three random names Kim kardashian Lebron James, and Oh, the rock. Messy. The rock. <laughs> Messy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was trying to do like a musician athlete, you know, like give me a musician. Like if Jay-Z or Madonna <laughs> went yeah. down there, right? It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go look at the ocean. Imagine if they wanted to do this and then they died. Now, people would definitely be calling them stupid. Like, well, you're rich. And that was dumb of you. You you don't know anything about this, right? But there would also be those folks, depending on the celebrity, who I think would be showing a lot more sympathy for these individuals because of their public status. Oh, my God, I'm never going to hear another Jay-Z album. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or, oh, man, I really liked... I really like Kim Kardashian's makeup tutorials on on Instagram or whatever she does. I don't know what she does today. I am just throwing some stuff out. But you get my point. There, there be people that are a lot more sympathetic to those folks, and because this mission was unsuccessful, we're hearing about it. Yeah, we're hearing about
2: it. Yeah. If if they'd have gone brilliant. there,
1: if they'd have gone there and come back successfully, it, you'd be like, oh, somebody went to the Titanic again.
2: Cool be a quick news segment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree with you guys.
1: So I, I, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm tired of the negativity around the situation as far as just like really making fun of the people for having access to that. Cause I have to ask our listeners out there, if you had the money to go to space, to go into the depths of the ocean, To be able to get inside of a volcano somehow, we come up with a way to be immune to magma or be able to withstand the heat of a volcano before it erupts. You get to like, you know, a point where you're able to hover around. If you're able to do that and it's been 1 million percent, whatever percentage, battle-tested and approved and safe, tell me you wouldn't do it. Because I tell you what, I'm trying to go to space. I've told all three of my kids. My goal for you is to get the space, all of you. Yeah. I want you, I'm not going to be, I'm probably not going to be able to see space in my lifetime, but we've got the Space Force now. And we've got, I mean, all kinds of stuff, Blue Origin. I mean, Richard Branson, the guy that runs Virgin, right? He's got. Yeah, the guy. He's got those crafts or those trips. Now it costs, I think, a million dollars to do it. But the point is we have the technology. We can do it. So if you had the ability to do that, would you not do it? especially if you're passionate about it. Sure. We can all agree that most of these guys, if not all of them were thrill seekers to a certain degree. And they, it's an adrenaline rush, but you know what? It might not be the adrenaline rush of just like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing it for the clout. It's the adrenaline rush of man. It was successful. We did it. Did you see that? We saw that. We saw it together. Holy crap. We did it.
0: Wow. That was incredible. Pushing the limitations of what should be possible is exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not going to the bottom of the ocean, bro. I, I don't. Know. I'm not <laughs> going to the bottom of the ocean, bro. I don't even go. When I go to the beach, I only go certain. Like there's stuff out there, bro. I'm not going in the ocean. I, I, I'm down to go to space, though. So I'm down to go to space. I would go to space, but I'm not, mm-mm. and not just because of this. You know me for a while. That's not the way. I don't. I'm not. I'm never taking a cruise. It's not the way I get down. I can't yeah. swim that good. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> so you know like i that's think the human spirit
2: yeah i think the human spirit is embodied by us just pushing our limits because we're just we're just little fleshy hot dog people walking around on earth that's hot and cold in different places and sometimes the wind blows too hard and i think i think our greatest strength is using our brains to circumvent all those things yeah and i'm paraphrasing this from somewhere i read about all of this but somebody had kind of touched on the fact that The industry of exotic tourism is now starting to emerge. So we got these space flights, we got these deep sea things. That's all going to be accessible by a greater populace at some point. Absolutely. And and so this is just, this is just the cutting edge of, of that becoming a thing, you know, before it's casual enough to get an airplane ticket to go up into space. Like these things happen, you know, like man didn't make a perfect boat the first time man didn't make a perfect plane the first time. And now, whatever the vessel or the vehicle is to get to those more exotic places, uh, it has to go through
0: these things. You 50 know, that's such years, a good point. All flying Spirit to the moon, Spirit Airlines. Yeah, to the moon.
2: yeah, dude. I'm gonna be on <laughs> Delta to the moon, and it's gonna suck, but I'm gonna get there safely. <laughs> you know,
1: I can't, man. I can't wait to, for those days. Man, we might not even be around when that happens. But it's like you're flying to the moon.
0: I'll just download. What my are you flying on, Space
1: AI. Space West? Yeah you know i mean three points yeah
0: right no, but right <laughs> man imagine how many points you get for flying to the moon
2: <laughs> dude i got my frequent, frequent lunar frequent flyer miles, miles. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just the same page it sounds train, silly now
2: page. It so silly now In 150 years let's see what that sounds like you know say 100 years ago
0: you think it was crazy that you can make it across the world in 15 hours yeah nobody would have thought yeah dude it. and it's yeah common yeah practice today yeah, there's a lot of that going on right now, and uh, it is
2: a it is a new thing. It's a new concept, and that's kind of cool that humanity is progressing forward in this place. Because I'm pretty sure this is all this is all driven by the fact that we're going to leave this rock at some point, you know, just to kind of sow our wild oats across everywhere else. But that is if the AI the, doesn't stop us first. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to
0: have to leave the yeah. rock to get away from the AI. That's what's happening. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. They're going to catch us in mid-flight, exterminate.
2: Exactly. yeah but that's that's all that's all conspiracy conspiracy theories um, <laughs> you a thief? Oh, yeah, yeah but what, what conspiracy happened theory.
0: is yeah, i got some for you all for this yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i think what happened is a is like a futurist thing that failed and a lot of futurist stuff is not correct a lot of the speculations that we have about the way things were going to go 20 years ago did not pan out we still don't got flying cars but you know there was still a lesson to be learned here and people that actually had seen in the game lost their lives, which is unfortunate because yeah, the Titanic exploration group, RMS, like the recovery project, like they lost a, they lost a subject matter expert in my opinion.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, Stockton rush, whether you love him or hate him still did what he wanted to do and still tried to get everything to succeed in his way. And you know, in his way, these uh, were
1: four going on five successful men in their fields. Um, well respected, obviously they've got a lot of money to be able yeah. to do something like this at two hundred and fifty k a pop um, Mr. Dowwood had to spend five hundred k for him junior, so yeah. you know these are five successful guys who were on an unsuccessful mission, and it made me think you know how do you how do you define success? I just want to stop for a moment, take a step back and just think about that because success can be subjective right yeah and some of the some of the angles once again and i'm not trying to i feel like i'm becoming a millionaire billionaire sympathizer that's not the angle i'm coming from but i feel like people are really rocking with this level of schadenfreude to see them fail yeah and it's one thing if they had like a drone or something that didn't cause the death of a person let alone multiple people but to lose lives be like ha well that's what you get that's gross i'm sorry that's gross because when things happen to us normal people who don't have that level of success or haven't reached that level of success or just people, even, even people that have reached that level in their careers and their business, um, that don't take those kind of risks to just be like, I, I, I'm just, I'm not with that. I'm not with that at all. We have to do better. Otherwise, yeah, I think, uh, otherwise yeah. this is, this is how, this is how the machines take over.
2: Yeah, when the machines start <laughs> making more money, than hey us. man,
1: they're gonna be like, they don't even care about each other.
2: Why should we care so, about them? So, yeah, I think financial prosperity is a form of success, but also there's a guy who lives off grid that has solar panels and a rain catch and yep. he lives off the land and finds himself to be the king of the world, you know? Yep. So, I think public perception kind of skews that because we all want to be rich, we all want to be famous, we all want to get a fridge that also like is a computer. <laughs> Or is food for you? I wouldn't say most <laughs> people want to be rich. I mean,
1: I'm sure it'd be nice, but if everybody's rich, then nobody's rich, right? But I think most people want to be left alone. They want to be able to live their life the way that they please with as little barriers as possible.
2: Yeah, and yeah, some people don't even yeah
1: having having a certain level of financial security allows you to live life with
2: less borders than the average person yeah you gotta get, you get allowed to do things like this like explore your passions and stuff um i think success is defined by the person and it's influenced by external forces too i just think a completely realized person will realize all those things that are affecting them and then they will they will take that trans transmorph it and turn it into success yeah you know? And I think a lot of vitriol and hate comes from just a lack of awareness on how to get there. Like, I uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not where I want to be, but you know, somebody else could see my path right now and say that I am successful. You know, everybody can, can see that everybody's got something that they got to work on. Everyone's got a five-year plan, 10-year plan. So when it comes down to that, I think, uh, I don't think anybody's going to re remember what these guys did to become successful. And that's unfortunate because their headstone is going to be what happened at the end died you know, in the, the water. The, yeah. Died in the water. And then that's that, that minimizes everything else that w- led up to all this, you know?
1: Yeah. I just hope if you're doing it the right way, I
2: just hope it's like, you know, died living your, their dream. Yeah. Or, or do, died doing what you love, you know? Yeah, or left something behind for other people to prosper off of and stuff. But it's subjective, dude. You're right. It's totally subjective. Like, I don't know. I think when it comes to this, this was a public perception of successful rich dummies, like I said before. And like the the, the small person on the internet criticizing the Logitech controllers. Being like, well, what did they do for me? You know? Right. Right. Well, you get what so. you, you get what you deserve, bro. I mean, you make a dumb decision. I mean, like,
0: well, I mean, bro. Yeah. Uh, Life is a risk every day. Absolutely. Everything that you do, you take a risk. You get in the car, you drive 20 minutes to work, you are at a risk and probably a little bit of a higher, maybe not a higher risk than the uh, uh, submersible, but it's more common, you know, to lose your life in something like that. So if I had 250K, I had to choose a way to go out. For me, it'd be going out in a spaceship. I'm not getting in the water again. Reiterate, mm-hmm. reiterate that. Uh, but um, if, if I got six, the money, we're
1: all going to space.
0: <laughs> I would be like Trey, let's go, let's go. <laughs> WFS live from the International Space Station. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, but successes, <laughs> success varies for people. Man, some people want to be rich and famous. Some people just want to, you know, live in their cottage with their family and children to just make sure all their bills are paid there's always yep. another level of it um for me i think if you can do something that you love and be with people that you love and spend your time how you want to spend your time then that sounds like a success to me no matter yeah. if people know who you are or not um it's yeah. not important it's the people that do know you and the people that are in your life so i hope that the people that these men leave behind in their life can navigate through the the trolls online and the things that are being thrown into the media to really pass down the legacy of what these people actually were uh, to the people that matter to those people the grandkids that you know may not know him quite as well but you know don't listen to what you l- read online. he's not some rich person who lost his life. He was somebody who went to the titanic thirty seven years. He was somebody who was uh an aviotic uh avionic
2: aviation can't say
0: the word. yeah, there it is <laughs> couldn't get it out uh aviation expert uh, let that success shine sh- shine through for these gentlemen that's 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 it.
1: That was beautiful, man. That was well put. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was well put, Trey. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. That, that really guys starting to thinking about the success thing in relation to this. Uh I've been listening to a podcast called The Diary of a CEO. It's this guy, Stephen Bartlett. He's based out of the UK. Um, kind of looks like a kid I used to babysit when I was younger. His name is Kyle. Kind of reminds me of him <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but uh if you ever if you've never heard of the podcast, I highly encourage it. I got started on the podcast listening to an episode with um Mogadot and Mogadot was a Google executive. I think he was an engineer as uh, mm. starting there where they had an episode talking about AI and then I watched another episode after that where this lady talked about intermittent fasting and now I'm watching another I watched yet another one where a guy was talking about how your your childhood shapes childhood trauma or childhood in general shapes who you are more than you realize as an adult. So I kind of wonder as well, what these guys' childhoods were like as individuals that like the, the circumstances that shaped who they are, that made them go out and do something like this. And and again, not to shame it, but just like to give them that drive to be as successful as, uh, uh, as they were. And then to be able to like take it to another level and say, you know what we're doing this. We're going to the we're going to the Titanic baby. We're gonna do it
2: yeah so I, I saw the one with the doctor talking about trauma and childhood upbringing, yeah, and it was really insightful. I did it while I was cleaning out a comms closet <laughs> it was It was nice. I just I was putting away cables and like and then and the child thinks it's a narcissist, but no um, it was it was really good he brought up a lot of valid points, and I think success can turn into an addiction. And I, I'm not going to speak for the people that lost their lives, but if you are addicted to success, you probably will go to the ends of the earth to get some rare earth, you know? Yeah, absolutely dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well put. Yeah. But it is what it is. We can speculate all day, um, but we can also just look inside like we always do. or at least the three of us do and see like how that translates and what it means to us. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe these individuals, companies won't, won't fix our bottom end you know they won't sign our paychecks or anything like that but we can learn from these things and like we touched in the beginning we have to learn from the past in order to not repeat it and if you're not happy with your bottom end you can always go to brazil
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah get yourself a lift (laughs) (laughs) sorry i couldn't help it
2: (laughs) see that's where the money is going that's exactly yeah
1: i think that's a good place to stop y'all um We have some announcements here. So we've been working, busy behind the scenes. If you like what you're hearing and you want to leave us feedback and you don't want to do it on social media, that's fine. You can email us at waveofthefuture at gmail.com or you like to go and follow a little blue bird around that's owned by a uh, billionaire who may own a... Electric car company and some solar panel or solar batteries, whatever. Maybe you want to go to Twitter. That's what I'm talking about. Twitter. You can follow us at WFS Show. That is Whiskey Foxtrot Sierra Show. Or you want to catch our picks. You want to do the meta thing. You want to be hip. Look at our reels. You can follow us on Instagram at Wave of the Future. We're making moves, everyone. We are trying to expand our reach. We're trying to meet you where you are. We're really excited about the future of the show, and we can't, we could not do it without you, the dear listeners and watchers of this show. So thank you. Thank you all. More to come.
0: We're just getting started. You guys got anything else? I just want to say on what he was saying. We're just, just getting going. There's so much more beneath the surface. So keep listening, guys.
1: I like it. I like it. Well, with that, we're going to say
0: later.